Philosophical Thinkers, welcome to the Philosophical Thinkers podcast. So today's episode is, what is it? It's my ninth episode, so I'm really excited to be broadcasting to you guys today. So today is going to be sort of an update episode. Um, I just have a lot of things I want to share with my listeners. Um, As you guys know, I have talked a lot about my struggles with my mental struggles, I should say, throughout my podcast. I kind of spread them all out. And then I also have one podcast that was particularly... um, created in a time where I was really down and low and I talked about insecurities and some other things. I've talked about happiness on this podcast. Um, and yeah, it was something that I wasn't, I didn't really understand to be completely honest with you guys. And what I'm talking about is just this idea of eudaimonia basically that we talked about in the last episode, Aristotle's idea of eudaimonia. I knew what he meant, but I wasn't sure how exactly how to achieve it. And, you know, it's it's kind of like, if I can paint a picture of this that is a little bit easier for us to understand in our modern words, it probably would be, um, you know, saying, let's see, you know, you need to be healthy and it's great to be healthy, but then it's just like, you're not knowing what the steps are exactly to truly get you there. And they'll tell you what is healthy, like the, what is the definition of healthy and what is healthy, but no one will really tell you what is the steps to get you there and what is it that you're doing particularly that is causing you to not achieve it. Um, and so, yeah, And I was really battling with struggling with keeping control of my emotions and like really regulating my emotions and my moods. And it was just getting out of hand. And on top of that, I was so exhausted when I would come home from work. And I didn't understand why. Like I did not understand why I was so exhausted. So I kind of was like, maybe I don't get enough sleep, you know, because I have to be at work at five in the morning. I was like, okay, well maybe it's my diet, but I never knew where to start. And what really, really pushed my buttons was this idea of me not being able to regulate my emotions. And it just got really out of hand. And so I decided to grab a book and start reading it. And this book I bought months ago, which is so crazy. Um, I didn't know that this book would literally change my life like a couple months later. So I got this book. I started reading a couple pages of it, but I never really like it never really like stuck to me. So I was actually considering returning it. I had the receipt ready and everything, but I never got around to returning it. And thank God that I didn't because... This book has literally changed my life and I want to share it with you guys so that hopefully maybe you guys can, um, you know, benefit from this book. So I will give you guys the title of this book. But again, I just wanted to paint this picture that, you know, I am a very deep thinker naturally, but I feel as if 
I was hiding the fact that there was something wrong behind the lenses of, oh, I'm just a think, um, oh, oh, I'm just a deep thinker. You know, this, this negativity that I had, that I identified with, honestly, so strongly, I'm starting to realize is maybe not who I actually am. And maybe it's a result of my habits that has really caused me to have an unhealthy relationship with life in general. And it all really goes back to your brain and the health of your brain. And so the book that I have to thank for helping me start this journey of becoming a new person and really having control of my mind is called Brainwash, Detoxing Your Mind for Clearer Thinking, Deeper Relationships, and Lasting Happiness. So this book is really good. The David, the writers are David... Perlmutter, Perlmutter, and Austin Perlmutter. So these two are father and son, and they wrote this book. So I want to go ahead and read the introduction to this book, and then I'll go ahead and talk a little bit more as well. But I feel like this introduction is really neat. So it's called A New Reality. If you want to be happy, be. And that's a quote by Leo Tolstoy. When was the last time you felt truly happy, fulfilled, clear-minded, well-rested, and deeply connected, not only to yourself, but also to the people and the world around you? If it's been a while, this book is for you. You're far from alone in this feeling. Millions of people are suffering today and either don't realize it or don't know what to do about it. Some have given up and are going through the daily motions as best as they can. It doesn't have to be this way. You can wake up from this state of monotony and start pursuing lasting joy and a deepful, meaningful existence, even as you move through struggles, disappointments, and challenges. Those are inevitable. What is not inevitable is feeling chronically untethered, foggy-minded, anxious about an uncertain future, and frustrated, maybe even shattered by life itself. The thing is, there are very real ways to avoid many of these feelings and even more important, create ongoing happiness in your life. Some of the struggles shared in the pages ahead will be easier than others, but all will be doable and accessible. Some of the strategies, sorry, let me reread that last sentence. Some of the strategies shared in the page uh, in the pages ahead will be easier than others, but all will be doable and accessible. And so... I mean, that, honestly, when I read that when I was at Target, because this is where I got the book, I was like, yeah, I'm getting this book. And even just the title alone, I was like, I need that book. Um, you know, my my way of thinking, me being able to think is so important to me. And the idea of not having control over feeling these sort of emotions and feeling tired or even foggy minded was very scary to me and it was enough and it was enough for me to you know know that I needed to change and to know that you know life had to be better than this and there's no way I'm giving up my ability to think for anything and so this is the book's premise 
It says the book builds from a simple premise. Our brain's performance is being gravely manipulated, resulting in behaviors that leave us more lonely, anxious, depressed, distrustful, illness-prone, and overweight than ever before. At the same time, we feel disconnected from ourselves, from others, and from the world at large. So, I mean, that in itself is a very interesting premise, interesting claim. And the book really does back it up and it gets very in-depth on the brain. So I don't know how much you guys know about the brain, but if you are a philosophy fanatic and maybe if you're listening to my podcast, you might be someone who is into philosophy because this is called Philosophy Thinkers Podcast, Philosophical Thinkers Podcast. So I would imagine you like philosophy. And philosophy requires you to think. It requires you to reason and very in-depth you know, it, it requires you to ponder and to have some sort of knowledge. So you cannot, you know, be into philosophy and be foggy-minded, drained, untethered, and exhausted all the time. You just can't. It just, it doesn't work. And also, to have a high amount of stress and, and anxiety, you know, those are things that alone will just want your brain to shut off. You know, it's one thing for you to go through challenges and through challenges, you can then create new philosophical theories and they're actually really good in those moments. I find that it's in challenges where we become the smartest we could be because we're forced to um, look at the world in a different way and and not as ponies and rainbows. And, you know, that is where really good philosophical matters come from. But besides that, your brain can't think if it's not functioning properly. And the things and the culprits for not allowing your brain to function properly is food and its overuses of technology. Basically, it's addictive behaviors. So it's being addicted to the foods that are terrible for us and being addicted to technology that is also terrible for us. And so this book paints the picture and backs it up with science and evidence to really show and plea with the reader to change their habits or you will lose your mind. And so I'm just going to get into this very, very slightly um, because I think you guys should read this book and it gets so deep, but there's a prefrontal cortex of your brain and the prefrontal cortex is in charge of, it's charge of being rational, reasoning, it's charge, it's kind of like your calming side of your brain, you can think because of the prefrontal cortex you can then think in the future you can think ahead of things you can think before you speak think before you act um, make good decisions that is what the prefrontal cortex is in charge of and then there's our instinctual part of our brain which i'm not sure how to pronounce it but i'm going to try my hardest is amy dala so it's a m y g D-A-L-A. So that part of your brain is your instinctual survival mode um, part of your brain. Just like, you know, when you flinch when somebody is coming to you, that is a, as a result of your amygdala brain, part of your brain warning you about danger. That part of your brain loves stress. It thrives on stress because it is constantly trying to make you aware of any sudden dangers that you then need to 
either fight or flight. So really it's the part of your brain that's in charge of the fight or flight, your stress response basically. And so the issue with these two different parts of the brains is they need to work hand in hand. And that's how you will achieve, as Aristotle would put, eudaimonia, or as Plato would put, the closest to the purest form of what a human is supposed to be, that, I, that ability to reason. And then also that ability to, of course, react when necessary. Those instinctual reactions that you need when necessary is the A part of your brain is in charge of that. But your reasonal, your reasoning and your rationality, that is your prefrontal cortex um, job to make sure it's in line. The problem is when we spend too much time on technology or when we eat too much sugars, too much processed foods, too much fats, it disrupts the connection between the two. And the one that is getting fed the most, so you can think of it sort of like this. Which one is being fed the most and that one is the one that is going to take the driver's seat, that's the one that's going to grow the most, that's the one that's going to be more prominent. So if you're continually feeding yourself with stress-inducing activities and stress-inducing foods, your A part of your brain is what is going to take forefront so you're always going to be in this constant mode of anxiety of of survival just think of it like this you're going to be in a constant um mindset or mind frame or mode as if there's a tiger chasing after you like you know animals that that we see on discovery channel and we see like the the lion is hunting the um i don't know what are those things called wildebeest maybe the lion is, is hunting the wildebeest and they're always on edge, like always jumping up. Or even animals. I mean, we notice this with squirrels or even cats. It's like they're always on edge. And that is what you will essentially cause yourself to be in. The A part of the brain is in the driver's seat for animals. And what makes us different from animals is that prefrontal cortex, that ability to reason. And just as Plato and Aristotle puts it, that is the how a human functions properly. You want to know how a human functions properly? That's why Aristotle says you want to know how to live a good life, and that is the ability to reason. And it's crazy that we are allowing ourselves, we are just handing it over, basically. We are just handing over our ability to reason and to think for ourselves and to make good decisions. And we're handing it over and then we're feeding the animal instinctual side of us. So we then become animals, basically. We don't have the ability to think for ourselves. We're irrational. We're impulsive. We're, um, um, what is it? What is the opposite of empathetic? Unempathetic? We don't have any empathy. We're like animals now, and we're constantly in the survival mode, thinking that in any moment now we're going to get attacked. We're going to get attacked, and that's where anxiety and depression comes from. And then those anxiety and depression and stress that spikes up your blood sugar, and then that also has terrible side effects, terrible repercussions, repercussions. And so, no, it's just what is more important to you. You know, is it your ability to reason and to think for yourself and to make rational decisions and to make good choices? Or is it to pick up that candy bar or to pick up that, that cookie, you know? Or is it to watch three hours of Netflix? 
or is it to mindlessly scroll on Instagram and then feel terrible about yourself? It's like, which one would you rather want? And for me personally, over anything, I want the ability to be able to make my own decisions and make good decisions, right decisions for me and also my family and to be able to reason because that essentially is the way to get to the purest form of human of human nature and that also is essentially how you will achieve eudaimonia i wish i would have read this when i filmed my eudaimonia um or when i recorded my eudaimonia podcast but um I, you know i'm forever building on knowledge and i'm so happy that i figured out this book and i definitely do recommend it for you guys i think that's probably all i'm gonna talk about how long has this been yeah so i think that's probably all i want to talk about in this podcast i know it's like super quick it's only almost like 17 minutes but that is all thank you guys so much for listening and i will see you guys next time remember stay thinking my beautiful thinkers